Welcome to Telling the Tale. It's the podcast where we'll talk about every single one of Telltale's mini narrative adventure episodic video games. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley Wolf, and I'm joined as always by Dustin Cornelius. You know him well, uh, Jackson! Mitchell, I'm ready to party. I'm ready. I hope you bring lots of spaghetti. Okay, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> about that one. Um, is it related to the episode? Not even. No. Was there a song <laughs> that that sounds like? That's from the Garfield and Friends theme song. Yeah, there's nothing there. Uh, okay, so we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, Episode 2, Under Pressure. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, I should say. That's more specific. Released on June 6th, 2017. Directed by Jason Latino, a name we've seen a lot of times. Uh, designed by Emily Grace Buck, another name we've seen a lot of times. Brayer, uh, Brian Freyermuth, absolutely seen a lot, a lot of times. And Matthew McManus. Tons of people we've seen a lot of times. Look uh, at all these people. Yeah, written by Nicole Martinez, Jessica Krause, and Timothy Williams. Again, we've seen these names. We're getting to the point where, like, these names are old friends. These names are our old buddies. Yeah, we broke bread together. <laughs> we were friends, man. Uh, I, I met your family, man. So we are now... Into the thick of Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. If you've been catching up with the podcast as we've been releasing it, you might know that we took a little bit of a break. Um, just some real life stuff came up and then there were holidays. So uh, we're, we're, we're catching up now to finally get to episode two of Guardians of the Galaxy. We did a good job. We did a good job playing episode two, I think. Well, we did it individually, so I'm I'm excited to see what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I... Played it, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You killed it, Mitchell. You want to talk about potential? You've got it. Uh, Yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 2, Under Pressure. Um, here, Here's something that I noticed immediately. It was my first note about the episode. Tell and me. And it, it, it sort of just continued the whole way through. I felt like the audio was noticeably a little fucky. The whole time. Yes, yes. I okay. feel like about like halfway into it, I noted. I I just thought to myself, is there supposed to be music in this game? Yeah. So that was that was a thing. There were some um some scenes that didn't have music that felt like they based should, on the right? last episode. You would assume would. Um, yeah, I, but I I wasn't sure if it was like the episode not having music or if I I I, th- I was like thinking. Is this just one of those games where, like, so much is happening that it doesn't need music or what? Like, would music be a new... Si- Maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe games don't have music. <laughs> Maybe they've never had music. Uh, but but music <laughs> does eventually fun. come in, and it, or at least it, it did for me. If you never got any music, then that was a bug. But I had I had some here and there. I like I feel like anytime it played the, the licensed music, I heard it. Yeah. But anytime those, like, big action scenes... Um, like later in the episode when they're chasing Nebula, just silence. Like it had sound effects and voices and everything, but just if you weren't like firing at her ship or no one was talking, you didn't hear anything. Well, it, more than that, like when there was normal music, like like it, it actually was doing all the normal music kind of things. Um, it still felt like 
the the mix was so weird uh yeah with with like the the vocals compared to the music compared to the uh sound effect and the music or or, or the uh the, the volume settings i found somewhat lacking uh there's a master volume setting and then you can just turn the music specifically up and down but my problem was the um the sound effects were way too loud and the music was too quiet so like i couldn't I couldn't turn the music up anymore in comparison to anything else. And none of the other aspects of the volume had any uh, settings attached to them. Yeah. So, so it was just weird. For, for me, like, it just felt like there wasn't any music at all. But then I heard some here and there. And then during the credits, it had a song, but I could, like, barely hear it. I was like, that's that's not right, right? It sounds like your settings might have been turned to have the music be be uh, lower. Did did you do I, that no, maybe last no, time? No, no, I went to the audio settings and they, I just had it all up. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it was a weird one. Like the audio, um, it, I I think like some sort of setting at some point might have been um, erroneously flipped as, as this episode went out. For yeah. release, and yeah, because is... it's it's not the game itself. Because last episode we didn't have these issues. Yeah, yeah, totally. And this is like one of the weird things about Telltale games in comparison to other AAA games because they're not independent, right? They're not indie games, right? They are triple. <clears throat> excuse me, they are AAA games, but like each of them is much more like a podcast than it is an audio drama or or, or something where. It needs to just kind of get out there and, and be content really quickly. Uh, so there, there's sometimes like errors like these where, um, like with the audio mastering on this episode, you can tell like this was not intended. This was, th- th- there's an understandable, I'm sure, um, mistake that was made or, or bug that was introduced. Yeah. But they're they're like just pumping these episodes out. They can't do much about it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's, I, I I will say, I'll just come out and say it. I did like this episode despite it. It it I feel like there were scenes that could have hit harder had I had music for them. Sure. Yeah, I'm but I'm not going to I'm I'm not really in, intending to uh imply that this was an overarching like taste-making quality of the episode. It's just yeah. it's just something that is like it's very noticeable. It's oh it's, yeah. It's just a a clear like this could not have been understood to be there by the people that were releasing this episode. Otherwise, like it, it would have been something would have happened. I'm not sure what exactly, but like it, it's significant. I will say I'm glad we're in this together. I would have felt like such a fuckhead if it, it was only me who had bad audio. No, right there with you, buddy. Right there with you. Love that. See, that's why that's why we make such a good team is our audio is not good. So, um it was a thousand years ago, so I would forgive you for not remembering, but uh for episode one of this game, uh you you were pretty hot on it, you liked it, and I was I pretty it. hard on it. I was um it, it it had some some issues that I thought were very Hard for me to stomach. Uh, right, I get that. Yeah. Uh, this episode, I think, is a lot better. 
for what I was caring about. Yeah, I, I liked a lot in this episode. It, But it, it it's also one of those things where, I mean, we've talked about it so much before, where once you hit like episode two or three, you're getting into the, we, okay, we're at the point where we're building up to the big stuff to come. Yeah. And you, it kind of feels like that here, like it really is just, okay, Rocket wants to do something, we'll do that. We got to get Nebula uh, for stuff to happen later. Mm-hmm. It, it's set up for stuff to happen, which is totally fine. I think this episode does it well. It, it's just hard to feel like it's a it's a, it's one of the big ones. But there are some big stuff that happened in it that I really liked. Yeah, I uh, th- there's a lot of great Rocket stuff this episode, and Rocket was like a uh, he was central... on your shit list. Yeah, yeah, in kind of a good way though. Like, like not in a way that I, I thought made the game bad. Just in a way that, like, yeah, he's he is appropriately annoying here, right? Um, but in this episode, I just liked him. He, he's just he's he's great. He had a um, a very interesting arc, I think, in this episode, mm-hmm. um, and, and we saw a lot of his backstory that we wouldn't see in movie form until Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which is like. Uh, six years after this game came out. Yeah, that blew my mind. I, I had no idea they did that in this. Like, so much sooner than they got to it in the movies. That's crazy. Yeah, and, like, for... obviously they would go more in-depth with it in the movies, which is great, uh-huh. but just the fact that they did it here first... Uh, and, and they did it well, too. I, 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 I got a little choked up at it. I thought it was done very well. Yeah, from my perspective, uh, for, from from my knowledge... The rocket backstory is kind of a constant. It's not like it's done differently a lot of the time in all the different right. retellings of the story. But still, it's it's a uh, it, it was alarming to me, like how exactly similar it was, uh, minus some details in the game because they don't have as much of a budget, obviously. Uh, right. But like how similar it really was to Rocket's backstory in Volume Three. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, Rocket was a um, do you remember the scientist's name? He was a he was an experiment created by this one like really shitty scientist guy. I don't remember the name of the scientist. I it, it's been a little bit since I've and I only saw the movie like once. It, mm. I love the movie. I think it's great, but I don't remember like the yeah. I'm, exact I'm, I'm there too. Uh, but like it, it's him and it's this otter. I, is she an otter uh, named yeah. Lila? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Rocket and, and Lila, uh, they're they're these hyper intelligent animal hybrid things that are basically people but within animal bodies and uh just like in the movie lila is scheduled to be uh destroyed and killed because she is no longer needed and rocket tries to bust her out but he's uh unsuccessful at doing so yeah he he manages to break out but uh he doesn't manage to get her out with him yeah, uh, very, very emotionally impactful part of the game. I've... I was not expecting to get, th- like, well, first of all, I wasn't expecting to get, like, this part of the story in this at all. I wasn't expecting this season to have, like, anything that, like, on that level of telltale uh, emotional scenes. Yeah, I, I will say that, like, I think it does lack a little bit of the punch having seen Volume 3 now. Um because, you know, I, I knew exactly what was going to happen in that scene. And it did. It happened, basically. Right. That, right, that said, like, still... really well done. Uh, if yeah, I hadn't I mean, seen the movie, still... it would have been great. 
it still made me like feel the appropriate emotions it wanted me to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the we let's back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, the reason we see Rocket's backstory here is because at the end of the last episode, uh, Peter Quill came back to life thanks to the Eternity Forge. They now know how it works and what it does. It brings people back to life. Um, yeah. And everyone's got their little uh, thing that they, they a, a dead person they wish they could bring back. Uh, Peter's got his mom, and you see a ton of visions with her in this episode as well, carrying on from episode one. Um, Rocket obviously has Lila, and uh, you, you see that backstory in this episode because Rocket uh, convinces Peter that they need to go to Half World, which is where these experiments were done. To mm-hmm. find Lila's body in order to try this on her. Um, Drax has his family. Uh, Groot might have some plants somewhere. Everyone's got <laughs> dead that they care about. And obviously the... Uh, the I, I, I'm saying obviously right now. I don't. I shouldn't say obviously. I don't know if you're playing along with us. I have no idea obviously. about that. Uh, but Hala, the Kree. Uh, she's trying to bring back all the dead Kree. The whole Kree society that is now... Uh, that they dead. have in the stasis tubes. Yeah, they're they're in that expanse stasis. Uh, <laughs> I guess this came first. Well, it that's came true. They, in the they expanse, came. they were in those those Cree. Yeah, they were in those Cree boxes. <laughs> we're all gonna be in a Cree box someday. Wow, deep. Yeah, I was. <laughs> This last week was Thanksgiving, and I uh, I was with some family members, and uh, one of my cousins was like, "Yeah, we're both so old now. We're we're uh, we're just full adults." And I said, "Yeah, you ever think about how one day you're gonna get just really sick, statistically speaking, and never get better?" And he just looked at me and was like, "That's that's like irrecoverably dark. That's inc- I can't go back from that." <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta say, Mitchell. I, I think I agree with them. Yeah, that. that's a I, I weird maybe, thing to say to someone. I had, I, I had potentially misjudged the tone of the conversation. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that's on me. I'm not saying like I got it right. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, you are right. I was led to believe that was the conversation we were having. <laughs> not the case. We're full-on adults. Yeah, did you ever think about how you'll get sick one day and never recover? Yeah, and, <laughs> and and then I followed it up with, like, yeah, I mean, like, how many of how, like, how long you've already lived are you going to live again? Two? And then he's like, you got to stop. And I said, sorry. And then we, we kind of just sort of had a regular Thanksgiving after that. <laughs> it, it, you managed to get it back on the rails. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that didn't ruin it. Two was too small of a number for him to hear at that time. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's what it is. <laughs> hey, it happens. Yeah, I mean this this whole season's about death, so technically that's on topic. This whole podcast is about death when you think about it. Yeah, the, it's uh, it's a company's death. It's yeah. It's, uh, in some ways, like especially for Guardians of the Galaxy episode two, I would be very surprised if there's ever going to be an in-depth conversation published about this episode ever again in particular this one episode two yeah i mean like the, the walking dead episodes get some love 
on YouTube and, and, and stuff. And, right. and some of, uh, like, Sam and Max gets talked about. Wolf Among Us gets talked about. But uh, but Guardians was smack dab. We've talked about it before, but how it's just smack dab in that era of we are sick of Telltale. Yeah, yeah. Whether it was, like, fair or not, that was the that was the uh the verdict and i kind of like i I, it's hard it's hard to come down on either side of like how i feel about that right Um, no i agree because it really is like we we, this episode's very interesting it's got very uh cool moments i like the stuff with nebula i like the stuff with uh rocket and lila um Mm. Even the Hala part of the story, which I can kind of tell is going to be the part that does not drive my interest the most. Right. It's it's going somewhere. It's doing something. Um, at the same time, like, yeah, I cannot. I I can't really diss anyone that was feeling like it was too much of the Telltale's uh, formula. It yeah, was... I, I'm liking it, but it really is just like, how many times have we done this song and dance already? Yeah, I nothing I, against I told the episode. Last... Like I said, I enjoy it, but yeah, I I could not fault someone for just being like at their wits' end with this studio right now. I told you last episode that like this is the first time I've really felt in the entire run of the podcast that like oh here's another one. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's the first time that it has felt like another one uh, because I I think a strength that Telltale had was as much as they were using the same kind of mechanical. Uh, and storytelling formula for a lot of these post-Walking Dead games, they were often done with just enough of, like, a, a very specific je ne sais quoi, a, a very specific tone or added mechanic or um, world-building mood, something uh, that made it very unique. I mean, like, I played all of Batman in black and white. That right. <laughs> that did not feel like another Telltale game. Uh, Minecraft kind of feels a lot like other Telltale games, but at the same time, you're looking at a giant square face that takes up like eighty two percent of the screen. Uh, that's a lot of the screen, especially if you're playing on a television. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you'll never see another game that looks like that. It's it's incredible. Even Minecraft doesn't look like that. It's um because like there's never zoom ins on people's faces in actual minecraft like that right yeah i get i get what you mean though like this one doesn't really have that much to it other than hey do you like guardians of the galaxy here you go and luckily i do like guardians of the galaxy so i am having a good time with this but like i wouldn't fault someone if they just could not get into it and I, I I guess I'm not sure where I land on that, because on, on one hand, I do feel like I've had that kind of feeling before, where as much as I love doing this podcast with you, Mitchell, mm-hmm. there have been times where I've been like, oh, I got to do this again this week. Like, some, there's sometimes where it feels like homework you're doing. For sure. Yeah. No, I felt that way, too. And, like, I, I don't, I don't um, begrudge you for that at all. Right, I, I could but... tell that, like, Game of Thrones was a trying experience for you to get through. Right, but at the same time, it never feels like I'm just playing, like, content shoved out there. Like, it, I, I didn't go into Guardians of the Galaxy being like, here's more Telltale I gotta sift through. I was like, oh, we're finally at Guardians of the Galaxy, even though it is 
playing exactly the same, it is still doing it with a different property and one that I really like. So even though like they all play uh, pretty close to the same, each one does still feel like I'm doing, I- I'm going into something at least a little different. Yeah, I, I agree. And like with Walking Dead is thought of as being the the sort of default Telltale game, but I don't feel that way because Walking Dead is like if if you zoom out and you you, you sort of blink a few times and look at it again with with new eyes. Walking Dead is a really weird setting for this kind of game. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not action packed. You know, you you think yeah. you think it is. You trick yourself into thinking like, oh, it's like a like an action horror kind of thing. It's not at all. There's yeah. entire Walking Dead episodes with like very minimal zombie interactions whatsoever. Well, another thing that I think is interesting is you look at like any other Walking Dead games put out by like any other company. They are just like the act- typical action game you think you're going to get. They are just like mainly shooting zombies. And here it really does have a focus on the other stuff, the human aspect of it, which is great. I mean, I there's a reason why they're kind of considered the Walking Dead games and any other Walking Dead games just kind of fall to the wayside. No one's talking about, like, the Game Mill one that either recently came out or is coming out. Because it's, it's just what you expect. But these Telltale ones are very unique. Um, yeah, I've and- heard interesting things about the VR one that came out a few years ago, but that was also kind of like... Um, VR games are not generating that kind of... Uh, talk as well but but still like with with the walking dead it's such an inspired take on that franchise even after having seen the show which it's ostensibly modeled after kind of uh it's very much its own beast and it's not the obvious way to take any of that franchise story yeah totally Uh, and the Wolf Among Us is similarly not obvious. Like that, I would not guess that's where you go next after Walking Dead or uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Doesn't feel anything like Borderlands. Exactly. And this is kind of the first thing, and this is I, this is part of why I, I I think this is in the position to be that like weakest part of that release cycle uh, that they had post Walking Dead. Um the 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 framework of guardians of the galaxies uh or Gar- guardians of the galaxy just based on what that franchise is what these characters are uh what what kinds of stories you see in guardians of the galaxy comics or the movie uh that was out at the time it was just one i th- oh i i guess in 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 uh by this episode there's been two movies um right it is for the first time, maybe exactly what you expect out of the Telltale formula. Uh, yeah. it, it is the guessable Telltale game for the first time. Uh, everything else has been very... Like, Minecraft is not something you would guess for that, right? Right. Uh, it, it, it's it's very surprising. By the way, just side note, within the time between we recorded uh, last and now, there was a Gorillas leak that there was going to be a Gorillaz Telltale game? Oh my god, I can't believe we almost forgot to talk about it. Yeah, that's wild. That's insane to me. I I love Gorillaz. I I can't imagine 
That would be so crazy if we were doing this podcast and we got to do a game based on gorillas. Yeah, especially because with gorillas, like, um, for, for the audience at home, Dustin and I are both very big fans of gorillas. Um, they, they, get, they get their, like, animated music videos. Those come out. Those happen. Mm-hmm. But there's just this massive history of, um, like, movies and, and TV shows that tried to happen and could not happen. Um, yeah. Of, of the gorillas. Like, we, it, it's kind of a, a holy grail, the idea of long-form gorillas content. You never, it right. never happens. It never actually happens. The idea that maybe the only one that could have happened is a Telltale game would have Isn't been that wild. the fuckiest thing? I guess that's the same with Homestar. Uh, or, or, like, that's actually what happened with Homestar. Uh, yeah. The SBCG 4AP is the only real long-form Homestar content. There's no way you just knocked out those, all those letters. <laughs> that's, that's what I normally call the game. I guess I didn't do it on the podcast, but uh, yeah, SBCG 4AP is... Uh, Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. Great game. Wow. I think now unavailable on Steam. Too bad. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. Um, Imagine if we could say that about Gorillas. Imagine if we could say, yeah, Gorillas, that game ruled. There was a possibility that I was going to come into ownership of a boat recently. Oh. It did not happen. And it mostly came down to the fact that I'm... I don't have that money, <laughs> but <laughs> that's a good reason to not have a boat. I think, but I was very intent on calling it Mitchell's cool boat for attractive people. Uh, that would have been great. The, the, the problem is in California, there's like some, some boat naming rules, like laws actually what? about what you can and can't call a boat because they need to be registered with, uh, the coast guard. Oh, and, and like I, okay, it, it needs it. to be identifiable. So like there's, there's a certain number of characters you can name a boat. And like, I couldn't, I, I could I could condense it down to Mitchell's cool boat, and that's just like I don't get my last name in there. I don't get four attractive people in there. Yeah, that would have just been like a shitty name for a boat. I think like even it, you would get what it was short for. Yeah, I but would. But if know. anyone else looked at it, yeah, if anyone else looked at it, they'd be like Mitchell's cool boat. So did you just go with the first thing that came to mind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh... I, I even tried to drop cool, but, like, Mitchell's boat for attractive people was just too long. Like, just by a hair. Right. Yeah, it it's the impossible boat name. That's... <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> maybe maybe someday if I, if I uh, lobby some Californian representatives a little bit harder, I, I can uh, uh, make the world a more just place for right. certain hey, kinds of boat names. Be but the change then. you want to see in the world. Be the Gandhi you want to see in the boat names. I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so gorillas that would have been that would have been crazy. Uh, oh man, I, I wonder what they would have done. Like, not to get off track from Guardians, but so when they were talking about doing a gorillas movie, they were talking about doing it kind of like uh, you know, those Muppet movies in the '90s where they did like Christmas Carol and mm-hmm. uh, Treasure Island. It would be kind of like that where, like, the gorillas themselves are, like, actors playing characters. So you probably, in this movie, it wouldn't have been, like, the character wouldn't have been Murdoch. It would have been Murdoch starring as a character. So I wonder if they would have done that or if it would have just been, like, a continuous story in the gorillas lore or what. I I know what I would want it to be. You ever seen the movie Hard Day's Night? 
the Beatles movie? No, but I've heard of it and no details about it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, the, the Beatles made a bunch of movies. Uh, one of them was Help, which was all about like like it was a James Bond ish spy thriller where they tried to recover like some ring from some bad man, and like that was that was cute and fun. But uh, Hard Day's Night was much more like here's the life of the Beatles, but it's done in a kind of comedy way. And, right. And like they're, they're, they're just playing themselves as a band. Uh, but it's kind of like a, a fictional exaggerated version. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it, I feel like it's really ahead of its time. If you watch it now, it feels a lot like the office a, a little bit, like the, the okay. way it's just real life of these four, like actual people that lived and did do this as a band. But then they were they made a comedy movie of it. Uh, I I would kind of want to see that uh, for the gorillas, where they're just sort of like they're being a band, but like there's there's some extra um, like, like like layer of comedy and, and plot that happens right with them. I mean that's that's basically what gorillas is like. They are just a band, but they get into these crazy situations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's what I would have wanted though. Or yeah, I, I would have been so down with that. If all five episodes were different, like one is The Christmas Carol, one's Treasure Island, one's Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Gorilla's Haunted Mansion would... Uh, it, it's a good idea to not be good. <laughs> like it, it wouldn't be good, but it's, hey, you had the idea. <laughs> good jo- Yeah, good job. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, it, we, we didn't get any like extra information about the gorilla's telltale game it, it didn't seem it like it got very far yeah yeah i wonder i wonder who pitched it was it telltale who pitched it or was it gorillas who were like hey we'd like to make this happen it looked like it was telltale people that made the materials that ended up being made public recently gotcha uh, but okay. i i don't know if they started the conversation or if um it, it, the gorillas people did i, I it could have been either way mm. Too bad. We'll just have to live in wonder. Well, what's weird also is that those those uh, those pitch documents were dated like 2012. Yeah, that's that was like right after Walking Dead. It's like before the first season of Walking Dead ended. Yeah, yeah, wild, that's right? Crazy. That yeah, that's that's very early. Uh, for I I mean, it's not like early for Telltale stuff, but. Um, you, you don't get that huge balloon of Telltale um, using other licenses until after that point. So that's, it, 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 it's quite uh, prescient. You know what would have been interesting about that is, I feel like that was like right on the cusp of when they were winding down after Plastic Beach, like before uh, Humans was getting going. Because there was like a big period of just nothing gorillas for a long time. Yeah, Humans was a long time after that, though. Humans was like, uh, yeah. was it 2018? Something like that? I want to say yes around there. Yeah, it was a long time. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would have felt a little uh, less of a gap if they had had that for like a few months. Oh, it's so interesting to think like, did humans have any songs in it that at one point in development were supposed to be um, Telltale Game songs? That could be. Like, That's I, wild. 
I, 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 part of me feels like it didn't get that far along to have that happen, but that is how Plastic Beach was. That was originally supposed to be like a different album that, uh, got scrapped and they turned, uh, it, it kind of evolved into Plastic Beach. Uh, yeah, I mean, so much of humans is, is like in reaction, at least they say it is, and I, I kind of believe it, I guess. It's in reaction <laughs> to the, uh, um, the, the, the sort of, trumpian 2016-17 fascist wave right across america and england Mm -hmm. so it would be weird if there were songs in there that started that early uh (laughs) but i suppose it's possible yeah i i I would assume no but it's interesting to think about yeah if anything it's probably like melodic parts of a song and not like a whole song Man, uh, that's you just made me think like how that would be insane to get like a Telltale Gorilla song, but also you get new Gorilla songs from it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what's so interesting about Hard Day's Night and Help uh, and Magical Mystery Tour by the, the 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 Beatles movies. They just made some of the best albums of all time during that <laughs> time where they were like, yeah, it's just the soundtrack to the movie we're making while we're making other music. Yeah, it, it it's crazy. Yeah, Help is a beautiful album, and they made it for the soundtrack of the movie at the same time as they were making Rubber Soul. And Magical Mystery Tour is one of the best albums of all time, and it's just the soundtrack to the movie in the same year that they made Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which is the best album of all time. Weird thing. <laughs> weird, weird, weird thing they did. Ain't, uh, ain't life fucky like that? Ain't life just be fucky sometimes? Um, yeah, so Yondu is in this episode. Yondu's in this episode. How do you feel about Yondu? The way the... I don't know who it is who's playing him, but I feel like the way they're playing him is not quite... Because, like, this is obviously based on the interpretations from the movies. Right. And I feel like whoever's voicing Yondu is, like, not quite there yet. But I I guess I can let it slide because, like, he got a bigger role in 2, which had not come out. I get It was out before episode 2, right? It had barely come out, yeah. Right. So they still didn't, like, know Yondu. So I can't really fault him for not being, like, exactly how I am used to Yondu uh-huh. at that point. Uh, but it, it kind of took me back a little. But it uh, took me a back, I rather but um i th- i like that he was here and he's not even like that important he's just there to like fix their ship yeah i i i don't mind the performance so much i i think that the writing of yondu here is very um minimal uh right and not like they're making huge mistakes or anything but just yondu shows up and and you say hi to him and you're like do you know what this eternity forge is and he's like no and then you leave <laughs> like that's <laughs> you have provided no information to us yeah unless i'm forgetting something like he so really he... does not move the plot yeah i mean he saw the flashback that peter had mm-hmm. but that's it he he yeah. didn't he was he was just kind of like whoa that was weird yeah, and because he saw that, I I think it's clear that like he's gonna be involved at some point later on. Um, yeah. So again, it might just be setting something up to come later. Yeah, but like this episode is still a unit of game. You know, I, yeah. when, when they put these out, you could buy just this one. Yeah. 
which is that, weird to that, think about. That is weird to do. It is, like, yeah. <laughs> it is weird to justify you know what? episode yeah, it's, two it's of not the like, series. It's not like Sam and Max where, like, they gave away uh, Abe Lincoln Must Die. Because those episodes, like, they do come together in a story, but those all are standalone episodes still. Yeah, yeah. Something like this, if you just play episode two, that's a bad... W- you're not playing this game right, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, if there's anything post-Walking Dead that you could do that with. I feel like maybe minecraft was was closest where you could just yeah. play an episode like but you still shouldn't like that doesn't make sense to do yeah yeah um uh, you could especially do that with the second half of that series but that was that's the part you can't do that with they didn't sell <laughs> yeah that exactly individually. that was like a, a, an ex- a, pass. a dlc pass yeah huh weird uh, yeah, and then like na- nowadays they don't let you do it at all. The Expanse is sold as a season. Uh, New Tales from the Borderland is sold as a season. Yeah, any anything on Steam you can only like they only sell them as seasons now, right? You can't just buy like individual episodes. You know, if you go on Game Pass on Xbox, there's a lot of like Walking Dead individual episodes, um, but they're like all there and also the season pass is listed there too so like well why that's a strange way to do it it is a strange way to do it i i think it's just because um just some weird leftovers from how they used to do things yeah because they came out like on the xbox one store so they're just still there like why take them off yeah uh, exactly yeah yeah it, it wouldn't make much sense to remove the option to do it but it is weird to see it there yeah i and i mean i guess to be fair you can't get this now like at all <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's that's a great point <laughs> you can really only get it as a season because you can only get it um physically as, as a physical disc yeah yeah hmm <laughs> ain't life funny yeah uh it, speaking of funny yondu really wasn't he didn't <laughs> he didn't have a lot of jokes <laughs> Uh, I, I liked I liked I always like reading his emails. I, I like those emails. The emails are great, yeah. Um but like there's a bunch of characters who you don't see who are sending emails like Cosmo the dog and Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Uh yeah. And and like Yondu He's just here. He's 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 straight up there on the ship sometimes. Uh and uh I'm still just getting like Cosmo the dog level importance from him. Yeah, <laughs> I I did like his email this time. Uh, first of all, I like that he calls Gamora Gamanda. Yeah, that's and good. His, his email says, "Please tell Gamanda I am very available." Yeah, he's like interested in her and can't remember her name. That that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like he must know that Peter Quill is is like uh sort of quasi dating Gamora, not fully officially or anything, but well. Well, it seems like he's introducing them for the first time in this. Because whenever they meet up with him, he introduces him to uh, his friends. It does, yeah. I, I had a hard time reading that, but I, I think that's a, a, a legitimate read. I kind of thought like Yondu knew of these people. He just didn't like. He doesn't hang out. He with didn't them. know them. Yeah. 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 It seems yeah, like the he's... Guardians of the Galaxy is something he's known about, and and most people have known about. They've, yeah. He just doesn't know them individually. Yeah, yeah. Um, he loves Gamanda. <laughs> <laughs> Gamanda's great. 
yeah, but like he shows up to to like ask his dad, "Hey, I saw I saw my mom in this cup. What's up?" <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I don't know." Very dad style. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, that's 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 fucky. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, you should fly somewhere. I'll stay here though. Yeah, good luck with your ship or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then... oh, I I liked that scene with uh, him and Rocket where you think they're uh, they just like straight up hate each other, and then it turns out oh no, Rocket's been talking with Yondu for like a long time now. Oh yeah, because like at this point in the episode, you haven't got any of those uh, very redeeming Rocket flashbacks we uh talked about already so he's got a gun pointed at yondu and i've written on my notes here like jesus christ this this little fur won't stop attacking everyone <laughs> whoa 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 and then it's like oh no never mind it's all good we were just fucking with you yeah they, they know each other very well apparently <laughs> rocket rocket <laughs> sells him black market electronics all the time that's fun i like that yeah, yeah, that, that is cool. It makes space feel very small. Yeah, I, I like when you just have characters who have a history that you haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting with sci-fi stuff because, like, the number of individuals in this galaxy should be so vast and so far apart uh, yeah. that, like, these connections don't happen. But, like, you, you still like to see them happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Can I just say? Yes, you may. I'm still I'm still not used to Gamora's design. I I, I know I harped on it in the first episode, but she just looks like just a regular person with that ponytail. With a uh, yeah, just especially with the way uh, the color of her face is done. Like she's got green skin for her whole body, but then she's got just like normal skin colored skin for around her eyes, which really makes it look like it's just makeup over her body. <laughs> you are painted. You're, oh. Yeah, she's just painted herself to look, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> she just wanted to look like an alien because they're going around in space. She wanted to blend in with aliens, yeah. <laughs> You're all like green, right? They're, they're green adjacent. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Great Gazoo. Yeah, there's the one they found in Los Alamos. He's got, like, the big sort of light bulb head. He's green. <laughs> yeah, perfect. She's got this down. Yeah, she, she uh, understands space. Something something else. Um, I do hope, even though I feel like Rocket was great in this episode, and I do like Gamora, I hope we get some conflict between other characters next time. Because I feel like in both episode one and two, it's come down to, are you on Rocket's side or Gamora's side? And I've got like, some Drax others. conflict in this episode. Oh, I, I I totally forgot. Yeah, I did get some of that too. But like, I, I, would, I feel like you could get like, okay, well, now what if I have to choose between Drax and Groot? <laughs> Drax and Groot are so wildly yeah, different. Yeah, no, it's, it's just going to be Rocket, <laughs> Gamora, and Drax. Because like, you play as Peter, Nebula is like a threat kind of, and... Groot is not a character. I liked Groot in this episode, though. I like, I, I I like, him, I like him. He's not a character. Like, he needs, right. he no, needs I to get say that. things to be a character. Right. But I liked how you could talk to him later in the episode. And, like, I, I like seeing 
Peter in particular interact with Groot since you don't get a lot of that in the movies because he's not really a character. Yeah, uh, yeah. So just seeing these two hanging out and having a conversation and like, oh no, these two are friends, even if they can't exactly communicate with another one another. I like that a lot. Yeah, you can tell that Groot's like... He's and, part and I, of the game. There, there has been some uh, variance in how Marvel has presented Groot. Um sometimes Groot is sort of like a, a naturalistic force but in the movies and in this game he is he's a guy he's got yeah. he's got a full brain upstairs he he has opinions about things uh, and can understand any language that people are speaking to him uh, but he just can't produce language other than I am Groot um, other than uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in that movie he says I love you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. He yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, that's a tough thing to say. Yeah, it I it, cuz it's not I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how it would get tough. Yeah, it would be uh, it would I, be difficult. It would be about as difficult as anything else. I that's would true. reckon, but I hard. I do hope I, I don't know what's going to happen in the rest of this season, but I think it would be very cool if they could give Groot, like, some sort of important thing to do, some sort of, like, foot in this story. Uh, I don't know if they can, because all he says is, I am Groot, but uh, I think that'd be neat. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Groot, what's important to you right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, like, he just unfurls a map. He's got this big plan. <laughs> he totally detours the story to do something else entirely. Yeah. So like, okay, guys, I am Groot. We're gonna go get the gems. <laughs> He's got gems to get. <laughs> Look, I know Thanos's body just got taken or whatever, but we gotta go on this treasure hunt to find the eight trees. If you don't find the eight trees, uh, I'll have to go home. Ew. <laughs> I do not want to say hi to them. I do not want to go home. <laughs> And Peter's just like, guys, we gotta do it. <laughs> uh, there, there's a, there's a major choice in this episode. We should talk about that. Um, one, once you're okay. kind of like all settled with the knowledge of like, okay, this is the uh, Eternity Forge. It brings people back from the dead. Uh, we just talked to Yondu about it. He did not help. Uh, and you, you, you're, you're given two options of what to do first. You have to do both, I believe. Uh, but you can choose either to help out Rocket, who like admits, "Hey, look, I know it's not the strategic option, but I want to try bringing back a friend of mine. It, like, I, I got it. She's important to me." Uh, and then, yeah. like, that's when you do the whole Lila side quest thing, which, by the way, does not work. You cannot bring Lila back. I don't know why the Eternity Forge didn't work in that moment. I'm sure we'll find out. It's because it needed to be charged. Remember, they had to. Oh, right. It was yeah, out of the juice. Yeah, needed juice. Out of the soul juice or whatever. Which makes me think like, okay, well now that they know, are they going to go back? Or are they just going to chalk that one up as a failure? Yeah, I I wonder. Because it seems like they could just go again now that they know yeah. how to make it work. Yeah. At the same time, though, I was, I was kind of thinking like, should he do this? Because I, I guess it worked for Peter just fine. But did they forget the part where someone has to die? Yeah, but like people are dying, you know. Like people are dying around. People them be dying. At, people be dying around them at like their fault, 
a that's lot. True. <laughs> so that's I, true. So you don't need to actively try to recharge it. You can you can passively do it. <laughs> <laughs> that that's true. Maybe it's not a big deal. It's only a big deal if you're the Kree and you're trying to bring back like millions of people. I'm sure they're going to present it as a big deal, but like we've seen a lot of like Nova Corp people died in this episode, right? Uh, and like that could have you could have used that. <laughs> yeah, you could have said like you know what these people ain't using these lives. How about <laughs> we uh we can, we can put them to better use. Um, uh, so that's that's one choice with Rocket. The other is that Nebula has just come back. And she's trying to get Thanos' body, which you just gave, or we just gave, to the Nova Corps. Right. Um, because you can give Thanos' body to the Collector instead, I don't know what happens there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I'll find out because uh, my roommate Andrew and my other roommate Adam have been playing it uh, at the same time. And I believe Andrew went with the Collector. So okay. uh, I guess we'll see. Has he played episode two yet? Not yet. He's going to. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that, w- that would be interesting to know. Uh, by and the way, I, you can I... just call the collector at any time in this episode two. Oh, really? I didn't know that. You can just call him? Yeah, you can go to the uh, the, the tablet in the bridge of the ship, and you can right. call the collector, and the collector's like, um, assistant, she answers the, the phone, and she's like, hello, do you need anything? And Peter's like, oh, no. <laughs> she's like okay bye <laughs> see ya thanks yeah. for wasting my time yeah that's interesting yeah i didn't know that i just i only read the emails uh yeah and if you uh you can call the nova Corps if you uh gave it to the nova Corps last episode you can call them and warn them hey nebula's coming you need to get ready oh i guess i should have done that i did i didn't <laughs> you know i did it but like i got there and then there's you feel one, like it didn't help. There's one line of dialogue where Peter's like, "Hey Rooks, the 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 Nova Corps guy you're talking to. Hey Rooks, I warned you she's coming. Why are you very losing?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I, she's very strong, man." <laughs> it didn't help to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, we're just not good. I think. <laughs> we're just not good. <laughs> uh yeah so so those are like the two uh thrusts of this episode once you do that both of those things where you get um you sort of console rocket about lila because he can't bring her back but nebula yeah. can get on the ship i wonder if you can uh not get her potentially i don't know well i f- i kind of feel like if you weren't going to be able to get her I feel like I probably wouldn't have gotten her because I did Rocket's thing first. It seemed like it was setting yeah. it up. So, like, oh, you chose to do Rocket's thing first? Well, now Nebula is really just screwing these guys up. Um, it felt like if they were going to do that, that would have been the time to make it so she doesn't get on your ship. Yeah. Uh, but maybe. I, th- I think the, um, the, the choice consequence that results from doing Rocket's thing first has nothing actually to do with how you handle uh, Nebula and everything to do with the fact that Gamora is now pretty pissed off that you prioritized doing what is effectively just uh, like a gesture for Rocket over trying to get her still alive sister 
and her back on better right. terms. Maybe they're on yeah, better was, terms if you do her first. I think so. I would assume that maybe. Yeah, because you did this rock. I almost said rock. Oh, oh, sorry. I've I've been playing uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl two. Do you play rock as Rocco? It. Yeah, Rocco's in it. No, do you do you play as Rocco? I I wish I'm not. I love <laughs> you Rocco. Just can. What do you mean? I'm not good with him. Oh, okay. I love okay. Rocco. I tried him, and I just did not. He he just didn't gel with me. But I wish anyway, is a very funny answer to that question, though. <laughs> I wish. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I can't doing this thing. Him. <laughs> you got to be in the big leagues if you want to play Rocco. <laughs> no, but Rocket, it doesn't even work. Like this whole thing you did for him, you went out of your way to do this first, and it doesn't even work out. It's pointless to do, but it's such a good scene that I couldn't imagine not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, like if, it's fantastic. if I were to replay this, I, w- I would just always do this just because I love how this plays out. Yeah, and, and besides, uh, Nebula and Gamora kind of make up by the end of this episode, even with us having fumbled a little bit of the Nebula thing. Um, yeah. Like at the end of this episode, there's a Kree invasion on the Milano and they can turn invisible and back pretty quickly, which is a, a cool aspect of the fight. Uh, but while they're fighting, Nebula's like, okay, so I'm on the ship. You should probably just let me go so I can help fight. And uh, I chose to let her go. Did you do that? Um. So she she helped me fight. Oh, uh, Nebula? Yeah. Yeah, she helped me fight. I I let her go. So Okay, she, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I was confused at first. I, I couldn't remember if, like, you were talking about an earlier scene. But, yeah, later on, uh, I had her fight. I was like, why wouldn't I? She's... I, I like Nebula. I mean, <laughs> she obviously could have turned on us there, and it probably was... It would have been a good idea to not let her, but uh, I did, and it worked out. Yeah, so there's the uh, there's the rocket thing and the nebula thing, which you can do in either order. And then after that, there's the Kree invasion on the Milano. And then after that, there's the very last part of the episode where uh, you go to where the Eternity Forge has sort of hinted at Peter through the voice of his mother uh, of where to go. And it's this right. temple on like this abandoned asteroid way out in No Man's Sky. Um, and... You get there, you see something interesting, but we don't see what it is because the episode fades to, actually, fades to white, interestingly enough. Doesn't fade to black. Fades to white, and then that's the end of the episode. I That's a good spot to end it, I think. It really leaves you wanting to see what it is. I I felt like it was a weird end. Okay. I, I, I guess I get that, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I thought it worked. I, I was kind of thinking, like... When they were going into that temple, I was like, so when, at what point are they going to cut it off? Are we going to see what it is? Is Are we going to get interrupted by something else? I feel like cutting it off right before you see what it is they see, that's a good cliffhanger. Yeah, Gamora goes, Peter, look! And then and then the <laughs> credits roll. I And I think maybe just that line, the writing of that, it was like so obtusely kind of um, un, un, uh, unguiding that... I felt weird about it. That said, yeah, like I, I don't really think they could have gone on much longer. It was about at the length that I thought the episode could, uh, could sustain itself. So, right, it was the time to do it. Um, yeah. yeah, you you were saying earlier that you had some conflict with Drax. I did too. 
I'm guessing it's because you let Gamora watch Nebula. Yeah, so last episode, there's a choice between bringing Drax or bringing Gamora to fight Hala. And that one I really was pretty 50-50 on, but I took Gamora. Um, and then... I... Oh, what? Oh, go ahead. Well, what, well, what did you do? Oh, I was just going to say, I just immediately was like, I, th- I think Gamora should watch her. Drax, you're not, like, good for this, I think. You want to kill her. Oh, no, no, I'm, t- I'm talking about last episode. The, uh, oh, oh, Going okay. to Hala. Right, right, right. Yeah, going to fight Hala. So I brought Gamora for that, and I could have brought Drax, I just sort of didn't. It was, yeah. it was uh, an arbitrary choice, mostly. And then this yeah. episode, uh, it was not at all an arbitrary choice of like, yeah, exactly what you said. Drax wants to kill Nebula, and Gamora is her sister. She deserves this. Like, of course it should be her. Yeah, uh, Dra- Drax, Drax you shouldn't like... feel weird about it not being you. Like, it's also not me. It's, it's just yeah. going to be her. Yeah, I, I, I'm choosing to bring you along with this. Yeah, but because of those two different choices where Drax has felt like... Drax's whole arc here is that he has helped kill Thanos. Although he is right. a, a little self-conscious about the fact that technically Peter killed Thanos. Um, it's... Uh, he, his whole life goal was avenging his family. He did it, and now he feels like he is useless. He does not have um use doing anything with the rest of the group people don't come to him for things because he was the warrior and their enemy is dead right now he has no one to to avenge no one to fight yeah yeah so the fact that uh it sounds like both of us chose gamora over drax twice in a row for things he thought he would be good at he's very upset about it Right, and I, I guess I get it. Like Drax, I'm sorry. I love you. I love Drax, but don't get bent out of shape about this. Like this in particular. Yeah, <laughs> you you were not good for this. You your argument for saying you should watch Nebula was you have twice as many knives. Yeah, I did. That, like you that's did the good. opposite of yeah. You did the opposite of selling me on this. Yeah. <laughs> I think some Telltale games need a special button on the controller where you can be like, come on, dude. <laughs> look, can you, if you could just look at it from like a logical point of view. Yeah, like like sometimes you can't do that with people. Like if they're completely crazed, like like if they're the dairy farmers from Walking Dead or whatever. Like like clearly these people are mere days into the, <laughs> the zombie apocalypse. They're already completely gone. Uh it, it, like we're not going to reason with them but like Drax is my friend and I should be even though he's like a weirdly stoic um, hard to talk to kind of guy by design right. I should still be able to be like dude it's her sister it's yeah easy. it actually ma- yeah Drax it actually makes complete sense when you like think about it for five seconds though yeah you should have tried thinking <laughs> about it at all yeah yeah I, I can see where you went wrong but yeah and there, there's try next time we're we're getting more and more of them at this part of i think i think those moments are a very natural and perma occurring part of the writing process they must be on these telltale games and the polishing process of these scripts must involve a lot of trimming those down or or softening them out uh right like you can't maybe you can't not have them at least at first and if a game doesn't have them it's because it had them and got rid of them so I, I understand it, it must be a very difficult thing to write all of these choices. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, like, 
I don't feel it's very hard to play these choices straight when there's characters who are reacting to them in irrational ways. Uh, I, I agree. At the same time, at least in this one particular instance, it's not like Drax is like totally on your ass about it. It's not like Rocket in episode one. Like, I mean, he's we'll just see though, like, right? Like, we'll see, yeah, like in we'll episode see. three, if Drax is like, I'm leaving team. and like, <laughs> I'm leaving team. I'll, I'll have to be like, yeah, I guess you leave team. It's <laughs> like, if that's what did it for you, I can't not do that. So yeah, right. you're leaving team. But he he just seems like a little dejected like he's still like laughing with peter he's still like talking with peter he just feels like a little yeah left it doesn't seem like he like hates peter right now or anything he's just a little unhappy it's not like i don't i don't think he's like super unreasonable right he's a little unreasonable he's a little unreasonable yeah a I, little, I think but- we uh we don't know how much of a skateboard score this game has yet yeah, I mean, we'll see. Right now, I'm thinking, Drax, I'm sorry you're upset, but you'll get over it. But who knows? Maybe he won't. Yeah, because, like, the whole thing with the skateboard score in New Tales from the Borderlands was there was this very visible, even though it was hard to tell why you were affecting it, uh, score of, like, how close the team is tight-knit to each other. Uh, right. And in Guardians of the Galaxy, it feels like there's that, too, because... Especially in episode one, not as much this episode, but at the fir- in the first episode, the uh, like the priority given to you as the player is: can you keep this team together long enough to have everyone's strengths so you can use them all the time? Right. And like, I feel like I did some good management of my skateboard score with Gamora and Rocket. Because episode I feel one, like I, was... I gave Gamora a lot, and this time I had to not give her so much. Uh, right, I've, I'm right. I feel like I'm right there with you in those. Uh, I, I feel like I was a little more in Rocket side than you were, but I still did like what Gamora wanted to do at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, if if there is a skateboard score deficit that I have, it is definitely from Drax right now. I've upset him. Um, right. Well, it sounds like you recovered from Rocket at least. I I think I yeah. He seems very happy. Uh, Gamora is currently upset about her current thing, but I feel like she should recognize that I've done more for her than not. Uh, right. Drax. Agreed. Yeah. Drax is just upset. Yeah. Drax, I feel like I could do a little more for, but he's not given me much reason to just yet. Yeah. Maybe he needs to quit team. <laughs> I hope he doesn't quit team. I like him. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, no, I like him. He eats the cookies. We laugh. We clap. Uh, do we want to talk about our segments? Okay, are, are we at that point already? Is there anything else in the episode we need to... I guess not. I guess we covered all the all the stuff. We captured uh, Nebula. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, yeah, we talked about going through the, the thing. I guess we are. I guess we are at our segments. Uh, what's your golden moment? Rocket's flashback. It, it was oh, just, just so just yeah. so well done. Just like I put it up there with those emotional scenes in Walking Dead. It it got me pretty good. Even even though it is done in a more fleshed out way in movie three, I, I think I could appreciate that. Oh, they did it first and in a way that really hit. Yeah, yeah. It, it I suppose it is first. It's like the first time it's ever happened in a uh, visual medium. 
there yeah. was that Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. I wonder if that if they did it. But um, I I forget when that cartoon came. Was that before the second movie? I never really saw it. You know, I feel like the second movie was kind of the the time where everything was hitting to the point where there's now. I think a lot of people would feel that there's quite a bit of Guardians of the Galaxy um, brand dilution. That it's, it's just not as powerful as it used to be. Um, I guess I get that considering that at the time they had a game and a cartoon series and movies, and now they really just have the movie. Yeah, well, well after this game, game, there was a whole other like massive AAA yeah. game that it, yeah, it that didn't was, do it as like well. The Square Enix one. Uh, yeah, made by uh, Crystal Dynamics. Well, now it's yeah, Racer's it. game. Um, oh. Yeah, because Crystal Dynamics is over there now. Uh, I wonder if I'll, I'll probably play that at some point. I know Andrew really likes that one. Everyone who's played it says it's actually very, very good. Uh, but it's it's one of those games of, like, um, it, it, it is hard to prioritize when there's so much coming out all the time. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't know if I love it so much that I would choose to play it over, like, other games coming out. Yeah. Eh, I might, I might someday. It, it does. It looks. Oh good. yeah, I, I will. I will someday. Just like it would have to be at a time when there's like no other games that I really like coming out. Yeah, and I've noticed uh, like from what I've seen of the game, um, there, there's quite a bit of telltale feeling. Yeah, like, choices in there, but it's an action game. That's what I hear. Like Adam played it, and he says exactly that. He says it feels like there's a lot of telltale DNA in there. That's cool. I mean, that's a, that's a cool uh, th- that's a cool format, like an action game with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, my golden I'm, I'm moment be st- is probably the st- same. Okay. I, I I mean, it's it's just such a good scene. I went a little with what I wrote down, though. I I, I went a little more micro uh, than okay. that, and specifically when uh, Peter uses the time replayer or whatever. Uh, when they're trying to catch up with Hala and he sees like a hologram of what Hala did and Drax uh, immediately thinks it's actually Hala and he goes to tackle Peter for no reason. I, I just thought that was a fun moment. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was a good scene. He's like, I saved you. And Peter's like, she's <laughs> a hologram. It's very obvious. She doesn't even, she's blue. Yeah, and like, how, I guess she's how... regularly blue. Yeah, like how mad can Drax be at you if he saved you from what he thought was real? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I hadn't thought about it until literally right now, but her skin is blue and the hologram is blue. So it does. So you can see how he would make yeah. that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like that moment. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like larger scenes, like you're totally right. It's the rocket, the, the whole rocket thing. Yeah. Oh, it just killed me. It was so good. Um, and, and just the way he just like breaks down and cries at the great, or when he does it, when he can't fix his little, uh, yeah. computer thing, yeah. and he, like it just means so much to him and big bad rocket just breaking down and crying. Uh, weekly guy. I mean, I had to give it to rocket. I'm going to be honest with you, Mitchell. This is going to be a very rocket centered, uh, segments from dustin sure i give it to rooks rooks was next yes i did yeah, write down the, rooks. the, the nova core he is very boy. fun yeah if, if rocket didn't have it so good in this episode i would have given it to rooks i i like his idea just how 
like Peter's trying to get him to not shoot at Nebula because they need her, and he's just like, ah, well, you know, I kind of have (laughs) to. Oh, shit. I think for episode one, I gave it to, quote, Nova Core Guy. So I might have just given it to Rooks twice in a row. <laughs> That's fine. I gave it to Rocket twice in a row. Or, I guess not in a row. We Oh, my God. I completely forgot that we did Archangel between episode one and two. Oh, my God. You're it, So it's been even longer since we did episode one of this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've been. It does. I got to be honest. I totally. Time. I totally blanked that we even did that. It left so little of an impression on me. I forgot we even did it. I I feel exactly the opposite. I forgot that we had started <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I remembered Archangel. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So choice cut. I'm gonna go with it. It's another rocket choice. Um. Uh, but it's not the one like do you do rocket first or or Nebula first? Uh. There there's a there's a part where he's crying after his uh his hand thing. Like, his hand computer broke. Uh, and he's like, this is the last thing I had of her. I, I just can't deal with it. And you have the choice to tell Rocket, like, hold on to her or let her go. And I felt like that was just a really mature way to do that when I mm-hmm. I would have expected the choice to be like, oh, cheer up. Or, <laughs> come yeah, on, buddy. You're going to be sad for a while. That sucks, man. <laughs> we all have our deaths. So what did you tell him? I told him to hold on to Lila. That's what I that's what I said too. That's like it's some it's obviously something that's important to him. I feel like he can get over it and like move on as a person while still like having yeah. it be an important thing to him. Yeah, she's going to be an important part of his uh psyche for the rest of his life. Uh Yeah, he can't just like close her out, push her away. Yeah. Uh, totally agree that's a great one um mine's also a rocket choice a little i feel bad not picking yours but i did like this one too it's just wet so it is whether or not you pick um to do his thing or uh gamora's thing but the reason i like it is because they really try to have you reconsider so i yeah yeah they make you do it twice yeah i promised rocket that i would do this for him but then, like, twice, the game is like, are you sure? You should... And even Gamora's like, Nebula could probably kill, like, thousands of <laughs> yeah. these Novacore guys. Like, it's really, actually, probably a bad idea to <laughs> to do Rocket's thing. Especially since you find out it won't... It doesn't work. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, I was still like, nah, I gotta do it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that was fun. I thought it was interesting. They were like, you should probably think about this but i was just like i made a promise to my friend it, it's something that's obviously very important to him i feel like we gotta stick to i don't even care about the nova Corps. i don't know these people uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's an interesting like role-playing moment for peter quill uh yeah where you where you get to say ah, look my priorities rocket right now those nova Corps guys can probably die and that's you know <laughs> sucks but you know I would choose for do? them to not in a vacuum. But <laughs> Right, if I if I didn't just promise Rocket I would do this, then maybe. But Yeah, there's other factors on the line. Friendship. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, but I guess a few th- I guess a few thousand lives are uh worth losing. I I couldn't exactly tell what the scope of this Gamora fight or or uh, Nebula fight was. 
Because when you go there, there's like a few ships flying around. And uh, Nebula has one of the Nova Corps ships, which has made it a lot more confusing to watch. Uh, yeah like it's it's hard to keep track of totally um and, and and here's the thing i don't think they say that many people died i think gamora was just like implying it she was like so yeah. many people could die if you don't do exactly what i want yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it's uh, a cool yeah, I thought choice because like it, it it's one of those choices where they really lean on you like there is a right choice here uh but you can just not do it and there, you yeah. might feel a reason to not do it, but, like, you gotta concede it's pretty not correct. And we both did it. We both did the not correct one. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where, like, I don't give two shits about the Novacore, but I do care about Rocket and what's going on with him. So even though that's probably, like, the right thing to do, it's not what I want to do. There's also the fact that like we weren't late because I did yeah. I did the the rocket stuff and then I came back to the ship and I went to the bridge command and I found out that I could call the Nova Corps so I did that and I warned them that Nebula was coming and she still hadn't come yet and then I immediately went there so like we weren't late we yeah she was I, still I had there. confirmation from a phone call that she had not come yet after I did the rocket stuff. Oh, she she didn't get there yet. No, that's what I'm saying. If, if, she, I I warned them that Nebula's coming between doing the rocket stuff and the Nova Corps stuff, and she had not come there yet. I I warned them, and, and they're like, "Okay, I'll I'll be on guard." Oh, interesting. Uh, maybe I missed something, but I thought I heard them say Gamora was already there by the time we were going there for me. Well, Nebula. Nebula, yeah. Whoops. Yeah, yeah but you didn't warn him. Yeah, I didn't warn him. That's where I went wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's this episode. Yeah, I I liked it. I feel like I, I already said it at the beginning of the episode, but even though it is just more of a setup episode, there are some really good, strong scenes in this. And, you know, I like Nebula a lot as a character. I like that she's there. I liked seeing that scene with Rocket. That was very strong. Just a good, solid episode, I think. You know what? I think I would agree, even though I was, I did like last week's episode, or the first episode of Guardians, uh, more than you did. I would still say I like this one more. I I think that a challenge they're going to have as this uh, series goes forward is that, like, it is too, it, it is maybe too immediately obvious to the player that it's a bad thing to bring these dead people back. So we're going to be tempted to be like, do you want to bring Star-Lord's mom back? And I'm I'm gonna say no, you know. Yeah, because I know what could happen I, if I do. Like I can tell this is going to be a trap to do, or or like the the emotional, uh, ethical exchange for what will be required will be too much. Well, it, it's funny you mention that because at the end of the episode, uh, you're talking with Rocket, and he says, "Do you really? Th- do you think that's your mom down there telling you to go to that temple?" Mm-hmm. You can say like, "No, I don't think it is." Yeah, I, I said that. Like, yeah, but we still need to see what it is. Uh huh. Yeah. So I I think they're at least giving Peter enough credit to be like, okay, well, first of all, I know that's not my mom, mm-hmm. and at at least for, I don't think they ever outright say, but I at least believe that Peter would know that even if it even if he could bring his mom back, he probably should not. 
Although they were, like, ready to bring Lila back. Prediction time. Prediction time. Okay. Okay. Are we going to see Thanos be revived by the end of the season? I think so. Part of me wants to say, otherwise, why would they send his body off? I feel like they have to have some sort of, or or at least maybe, like, someone wants to bring him back. Mm -hmm. Like, Thanos, I think, will be a factor, whether or not he, he does come back. Um, part of me feels like he's too big a character to leave dead, but it is kind of its own continuity for this series. So who knows what they could do? I just like it too much that they immediately killed Thanos. It's it's good. Yeah. I really hope they don't. Um, I don't yeah. want to see it. Yeah, I think so too. I but part I'm prepared if they do because it's it seems like such an easy thing to have happen. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. Uh, Well, that's been this episode of Telling the Tale. Thank you for listening. If you liked the show, you can subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We're just about everywhere. Um, Except there. Oh, yeah, we don't go there. Not anymore. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah, come on, guys. Uh, So that's Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 2, Under Pressure. We'll come at you next week with Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 3, whatever that one's called. And until (laughs) that time, have a great summer. Have a great summer!